You're listening to the Overcoming Daily Podcast with Anna Johnson of sacredlifecoaching.com. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Anna began her journey of becoming the Overcomer Coach as a licensed clinical social worker investing over 10 years to helping others in the mental health field. In her experience as a therapist, she became aware that believers are struggling from the same issues as non-believers. Same issues as non-believers. As Anna sought wisdom on this matter, the Heavenly Father inspired her to give up her clinical career in order to serve the body as a coach, to help them in overcoming life and spiritual challenges through kingdom principles. Kingdom principles. And so, the Overcomer Coach was born. Enjoy today's episode, Overcomer. Here's your host of the Overcoming Daily Podcast, Anna Johnson. Shalom. Welcome to Overcoming Daily with Anna Johnson. My name is Anna Johnson, and I am your Overcomer Coach. And today I am interviewing Lena um, for the Testimonies of an Overcomer. Welcome, Lena. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I am great. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. For the listener, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. So um, I am 23 years old. I'm married. I live in Oklahoma. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a mama. A yeah, new mama. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. I don't really have a lot to say about myself, honestly. Just, <laughs> you know. Gotcha. Yeah, so t- uh, tell the listener a little bit about how long, like, when, how long have you been on your um, living a surrendered life where you've really been in relationship with the Heavenly Father and um, like a surrendered life? Because, you know, a lot of people say, well, I've, you know, I've given my life, but they're not really surrendered. Yeah. Um, well, share a little bit about your relationship. So um, I grew up a Christian. I grew up believing in God my whole life. And then I kind of fell off the bandwagon and, you know, uh, I just really recently started my journey in 2018. So yeah. probably about four years, give or take, possibly. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you know, once we get on that relationship, we're right there on that overcomer journey, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> and um yeah, and so and honestly, like when you're kind of when you're new, which you know, you've been doing this for about four years, but um, you know, like living that surrendered life. There's a lot of like mountains and giants in the beginning that like got to be knocked over, right? Yeah. So why don't we do this? Why don't we just pray? And we're going to jump into your challenge and, and talk about your overcomer story in regard to this challenge. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Father. We thank you for every listener. Father, we welcome you into this podcast. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would just prevail and that you would be glorified. We pray for the listeners that that they would have ears to hear and a heart that's ready to receive whatever nugget you have for them today. In your beloved son's name, we pray and we thank them. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are going to talk about a subject that we, a lot of men talk about this subject. But I am so grateful I have a woman on my show to talk about this. Yes. This is great. This is great. Um, 
And so, you know, you want to share your, your overcomer story about your personal struggle with pornography. Right. And just tell the listener, like, when did that begin for you? So, like, when did yeah. Okay. So I started, so I started, so really it started as a young kid. I mean, I don't want to say young kid, but I mean, I, <clears throat> I kind of had a, I guess a drawing toward it maybe. And I don't understand why. Early exposure? Like er, were you early exposed to sexual stuff? It, well, not real. I mean, yeah, in a sense I was, but you know, so something happened to me as a child and, you know, it was, it was, a family member did something to me and that kind of triggered it. And I didn't tell my parents. Mm -hmm. So my, uh, you know, they, I didn't tell them. And Aww. so I remember going to Hastings with my, with my parents and, I'd always go to the porn section, you know, because there was, as a kid, you know, and they, in the movie stores, they had porn and stuff. And I'd always go yeah. and look at the porn, you know, and be like, oh, you know, I'd show my brother, oh, look at this, you know, this is cool. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, you know, my, my parents didn't, they, they never talked about sex at all. They, they did not ever, there was no perversion in my house. My parents were not perverted. They didn't talk sexually. Right. So. But they also didn't educate. It sounds like there was there was a little lack of education, maybe. Um, about there was some dysfunction in my house as a child, and so we there really mm -hmm. wasn't freedom to openly talk about it. So gotcha. Uh, we really didn't. So when discuss. you say young child, like what age are we talking? Oh, um, what when age? I first started, like I don't know, maybe nine or ten. When I started, we'd go in the store and I'd look at it, um, and mm -hmm. you know, and then it. Um, 13 I confessed to my mom about what happened and she was horrified mm -hmm. and, and she blamed herself and I told her I said you know I said that's it's not your fault you know and I felt bad well I thought maybe I'd handled it well then I started watching I started getting into porn at about um maybe 15 I think I started reading these graphic mm -hmm. stories on the internet and then I yeah. then I found porn sites and then I started meeting men online and I started you know I had a it real, I had a real hatred bigger. for men. I had a real hatred for men and I would my goal was to hurt them because I had been hurt. So, you know, I uh I would would try to trap them and yeah, it was it was pretty ugly and it just uh mm -hmm. went mm -hmm. went on for a few years. And so. And so you kept putting yourself in a position which is not uncommon. Yeah. It's not uncommon. You put yourself in a position of leadership, meaning like you're like you're exposing yourself to potential more trauma. Right. But in this, but but you're the like you're the leader, like the you're not the victim. No, no. Kind of thing. I mean, not really. I mean, I was, you know, I would play off like a victim, but my goal was to hurt men cuz I hated them. You know, right. I hated men with right. passion. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll send you pictures and, you know, and then I'll, I'll trap you. And yes, yeah, it's it pretty bad. I was, yeah, I mm -hmm. was, I was pretty in, I was basically doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. That's called insanity. So. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so let's just go back a little bit to that trauma then. So the trauma was, was it another, was it another child or was it an adult that had, well, it was a, it was a sibling in my house hold that did that. And I, uh, you know, it, it's pretty, uh, pretty, 
it was pretty traumatic, you know, and uh, right. I blocked it out for a long time. And, you know, until I, when I started going to meetings, I went to recovery. I'm sure that'll come up later on, but I'd gone to a meeting and mm-hmm. we talked about how you can't, you can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. And that was there and I blocked it out. So. Mm-hmm. Well, hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Absolutely. So, so how did it start to impact your life? Like, so, you know, it kind of, it didn't start out like, and I think this is what people need to hear with addiction is that you just don't like, especially with, uh, with sexual addiction and pornography that like, it's not just like instant, like it, it was a gradual process. Like yeah, I didn't just say exposed and then you go deeper and deeper. Yeah. Right. You don't just say, Oh, I'm going to be a porn addict. You know, you have to something, you know, something, and that's with any addiction, you know, something inside of you, something happens, a trauma, and it's a response to an unhealed trauma is what it is or something that's yes. passed down to you in your, in your bloodline that needs healed, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, I was adopted, so I really don't know much about my family history other than that. Apparently there was a lot of sexual issues in the family. And so I, uh, I didn't just wake up and go, Oh yeah, I'm gonna be a porn addict. You know, I, it's, right. something, it's something that gradually happened. Like you said, you know, it started with the, event that happened to me as a kid and then it started with me going in the store and seeing the porn stuff and thinking oh this is neat you know and right kind of feeling pulled two different directions you know like I wanted to follow God as a kid but you know there was also there was also the other side of it oh hey this is pretty something had been away like see and that's the thing I think the listener really needs to know is that once that sexual nerve is awakened in some way, like it doesn't go back to sleep. No, it doesn't. It doesn't go back to sleep. And then when you're a child or even in your, like, even in your twenties, you still can be impulsive. Oh yeah. You know, like, yeah. So you add that, you add those things together uh-huh. and it's just messy. It's just messy. Um, so when did you get to a point where you're like, I'm tired? Okay. Like I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, or when did you recognize this is a problem? Like, well, I, I remember just, you know, I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know where it is because I'm kind of all over the place, but I was, you know, at a friend's house and, uh, we were drinking a little bit and. You know, almost got something almost, something really bad almost happened to me. And I'm like, you know, this is bad. I need to, I need help. And so I texted a good friend of mine and I said, you know, what are you doing? You know, can we meet up? And she's like, yeah, let's meet up. So we went to, we went to a, a little cafe that was down the street. And I think I was still getting over being drunk. And my friend was like, well, you know, we can go to a meeting if you want. And so I was like, okay. So I went to a meeting with her and, uh, that's kind of where it started was meetings, but you know, even then, even then at the meetings, I really didn't fully surrender until I got deliverance, you know? Okay. I did not, mm-hmm. the meetings were great. They helped me, they helped me to be aware that I had issues, but it didn't really, really work until I had received deliverance. Okay. So share with the, so share with us, like what that, how did you get to that? How did place? I get to that? Okay. So there was an event at our church that they, we went to and, and people from the rehabs would come to this church and we would, th- there would be a testimony. Someone would give a testimony. It's kind of like celebrate recovery, but, mm-hmm. but 
So they, this guy was giving this testimony and he was talking about growing up as a child and being abused and seeing the abuse. And, uh, I remember sitting back there and hearing that story and just, you know, I remember at one point in his story, he talked about how he was going to shoot his dad because he was so tired of the abuse, sexual, physical, he was tired of it. And I remember saying, you should just pull the trigger. And I guess he heard me. Or, ah. or you know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I remember he kind of looked back at me like, okay, you know. So then I went up to thank mm-hmm. him afterwards. I was really hoping that he would, I was really hoping that he would see. Because I didn't want to ask for prayer. I needed it, but I didn't want to ask for it. But I remember yeah. going up there and I remember, you know, just being sick and tired of doing the same thing. And not getting anywhere. The meetings weren't helping. I'd go to a meeting. I was getting home. Watch you know, and I was tired of it. And I wanted help. And I didn't know how to ask for help. Because I don't ask for help. That's something I don't do. So, mm-hmm. um, he asked if I would like prayer. And I said, yes, I would. And uh, he told me I needed to, to forgive. And I had a lot of unforgiveness. And uh, so we prayed. And I felt so much better afterwards. And then since then, I had not watched porn. So I've been sober three years. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is the last time I said, I'm not going to watch anymore. I'm done. I've had enough. And, 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 you know, you can say I'm going to stop, you know, watching porn. I'm going to stop overeating. Or I'm going to stop, you know, doing this and that. With your own willpower, it's not going to work. And it didn't work. You know, it did not. It didn't work. I was still... But, you know, this was not behavior modification. So I tried to modify my behavior and just, okay, I'm going to stop watching this stuff. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. You know, but you can't, you, you, you have to go to the root. You just can't modify behavior and, and say, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to stop. You know, you have to, you have to surrender that. And that's what I did. And I've been clean. You know what? We, I was just the, the podcast I recorded earlier this morning. Um, it, it was the same thing. Like um, she, her, her overcomer story was this, she had to surrender. Yeah. Like she had to surrender. She had tried all of the things that she could do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is the father's grace. When he said, when, when you can't actually press through something, that's his grace saying, you need me and his is perfect. Absolutely. Like when he delivers and when he shows up, it is, it's right. It can be right. Ra- it's very radical. Right. Mm-hmm. So that prayer did something. It did. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then not only did he pray, but he gave you a word. Like he gave you wor- like, like words, like you need to forgive, which was shutting the door on that addiction. Right. And uh, bringing the healing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it felt really good. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I'm all sunshine and roses because I'm not, I still struggle with my, my flesh nature, yeah. you know, I mean, do I have the desire to watch porn? No, but I still, I still struggle with, you know, falling into, you know, my old pattern of perverted talk sometimes. Sometimes I'll catch myself and I'm like, oh man, I got to stop doing that, you know? And, um, Sometimes mm-hmm. so, so I want, I want people to know that we're going to battle the flesh every day. And I still battle my flesh every single day. And it's, it's hard, but right. the biggest struggle right. with the porn, I do not, I do not struggle with that. I don't want to watch it. 
anymore at all. I can honestly say with all honesty, I really have no desire to watch it, which is good. That was my biggest struggle. I would go to church and I would come home and I'd watch a whole bunch of it. Or I'd go to a meeting and then I would come home and I'd watch more. And I'm like, I was just at a meeting, you know, and here I am doing the same old thing. So that craving, that appetite has been quenched. It's gone. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have a desire for porn at all. Now, do you ever have an intrusive thought for those that may be wrestling that says, oh, you really need to like, have you thought about like intrusive thought where that, you know, it's like that addiction tries to talk to you again like oh, yes. you're stressed out maybe you should try some porn absolutely you know like just something <laughs> well just the, just the other day i was just sitting here bored and i'm like hmm you know what i need to do and i'm like oh no no way you know so when you're feeling no. that way when you feel that way what you do is you call somebody you call somebody or you do something because when you're idle it's when you know the addiction starts yeah. to sneak up and it will it really yeah. will you know, there's, it's going to come back. And, um, so mm -hmm. I got up and I made something and, uh, you know, I turned the yes. TV on and I watched something non-pornographic, <laughs> you know, or I'll clean something or I'll call somebody. And the best you just do, resist. Yeah. You, you resist it. It's resisting temptation, but no, I did exactly. I, just the other day. It was just the other day, actually. So I'm definitely, you know, honesty is key. So I'm yeah. be honest. Yeah, I did. It was just the other day that, you know, the thought, and I've had that with, I've had that with food, like, like where I broke in that relationship with sugar, uh -huh. the sugar talks to it, you know, and, and then I'll hear, you've had a really rough day. You need chocolate yeah and i'm like i'm not even hungry <laughs> you know like uh but sometimes we're on autopilot and we're just not aware of these these things right you know we also need to make yeah. sure we don't replace addiction too because i thank turn you around and i replace addiction so i've been listening to this lady's podcast she's been talking a lot about food addiction and uh -huh. she was an overeater to where i am an under eater and I will literally, I had a whole, so when I got sober, when I got sober, I went from not watching porn to collecting diet pills. Oh, so I, gotcha. I had a whole bag when I, when I got married and I moved in with my husband, I had a whole, my dad had brought me this bag and uh, mm -hmm. he didn't look in it, but inside was a whole ton of diet pills. And I knew mm -hmm. that I was an addict immediately when I sat there and I contemplated, do I want to throw these away? Do I need these even? And I thought, yeah, I guess I was addicted to diet pills as well because uh, I would take them and then I wouldn't eat anything and then I would eat something unhealthy and then I would feel bad. And it was a cycle, you know, cycle right? Mm -hmm. so where mm -hmm. here I am eating, eating bad food, but, you know, trying to, I don't know how to explain it. It was eating bad food and then turning around and taking the diet pills. So mm -hmm. I would not feel guilty, I guess, for eating it. So it was still yeah. trying to manage that monster. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I was overweight mm -hmm. when I was in my addiction, you know, and I was pretty, mm -hmm. it was pretty bad. So instead of losing weight, the healthy way, I was trying to do it the bad way, the, uh, but using the diet pills. And then I did, I stopped using the diet pills and I started eating clean and I tried to be healthier and I lost a bunch of weight from it. So, you know, I mean, I did it the right way. So whenever I mm -hmm. sat there and I was looking at those, that bag of pills, I was like, I was struggling to throw them away. And I'm like, I just need to throw them away. 
you know, right now. Yeah. They need to go in the trash. So I took the yeah. whole bag. The whole, it was a tote. It was a tote bag, literally filled with diet pills. And I threw them all in the trash. Well, good for you. And it was hard. Good for you. And it was hard, but that was another addiction that I didn't realize I had picked up. And um, so, yeah, I'm still, I'm still working through. And that's something that you'll right. And that's Right. And that's one of the things about addiction, whether it be pornography, whether it be drugs, whether it be food, which food can very much be a drug. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Depending on what you're eating. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's still kind of, it, it still has that same kind of language, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, it's about being comfortable. It's about dependency. And um, so how have you, like, God working in all this, how, how's that uh, impact? Like, how's your relationship been with God as a result of like all of this? Well, I've been able to probably pray more and I don't pray like I should, but I've been mm -hmm. starting to read my Bible more and listen to, you know, uh, I listen to it because I can't really sit still for very long. Uh -huh. And so I'll listen to it, but I've been able to actually pray more and not feel as ashamed because, you know, God does not tell us that he doesn't want nothing to do with us. We do that on our, on our own because we get, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like with Adam and Eve. They didn't know they were, God asked them, you know, who told you that you were, who told you that? Yeah. We have the word of God, which tells us we're being naughty, right? Yeah, like I am. Tells yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm able to pray yeah. more and not feel guilty and, mm -hmm. you know, and not feel like God doesn't want anything to do with me. But even then, you know, the best time to go to God is when you're struggling. This is true. Yeah. This is true. That's what. Um, so, so how is how so how has God worked through the challenge? What are the positives? It sounds like you've learned like you by overcoming pornography, you were able to identify the substitute addictions that were trying to come in, like with the with the diet pills. Yes. Um, and you, and you sound like you're growing, like you're intentional and reflective, like growing in your awareness of like what he wants for your life. Sounds like. Yeah, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely trying and I, I do struggle every day, you know, like I've got, yeah. I've got, you know, I've struggled with my perverse language sometimes and it's bad struggle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, one of my biggest pet peeves when people get on and give a testimony and they're not brutally yeah. honest. I wouldn't be brutally honest uh, yeah. if I didn't say, oh, yeah, there's days where I'll call somebody and we'll just, I'll just say some really, <laughs> I'll come up with some really inappropriate yeah. jokes. Like, oh, man, but I, yeah, I feel like, guilty yeah. about it. I do actually feel guilty about it. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I need to stop. Then I do it again. And I'm like, okay, so I need, I'm still working on that. I'm still yeah. working on that. But yeah, God has mm -hmm. worked in my life to where I, uh, to where I'm able to talk to other women about it. And uh, yeah. And tell people because and encourage them. because mm -hmm. a lot of men, I know men struggle with porn, but there's a lot of women that struggle with it and they don't come forward about it because it's embarrassing to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. You're saying that overcoming is a daily process. It is. It's a right. daily process, and we're never arriving. And so we will not arrive till we get, we need new bodies. 
for sure, because these bodies don't help us, right? Right. Um, this world doesn't help us. But what you're telling the what you're telling the listener is like, listen, every day is an overcomer day. Absolutely. Every day you're wrestling and hopefully overcoming. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. Every day we're. Every day I'm either battling with, you know, not swearing or not uh, talking perverted, you know, and and it's a struggle. Gotcha. All right. So what nugget, we're getting ready to wrap up here in a minute. What okay. nugget would you like to leave with the listener? Well, um, if you are struggling with addiction like porn, because that's the top one that we just talked about or anything like that, you know, find a meeting, find a good meeting, find a support group, find a celebrate recovery near you. It's uh, get a sponsor, get an accountability partner and, and get prayer. That's number one prayer, but definitely take that first step of coming out of denial and, and realizing, Hey, you know, I need help and realizing, Hey, I need to stop because I was literally, on the path to self-destruction over, you know, and realizing, Hey, I'm on that path to self-destruction. And if I don't get help, you know, step one, coming out of denial, acknowledging your addiction and getting help. Yeah. You know, and one of the things I really feel like the listener that might be listening, struggling is, is that addiction is not meant to be overcome alone. No, you need not. support and accountability when it comes to addiction. And I've actually even coached people that have really refused to get the, they just want the, just that one-on-one, but they need a, they need a community of people that's going to hold them accountable and uh, support Ooh, them on that yeah. journey. Yeah. A group. Absolutely. And it helped me a lot. And I still, I still, uh, Sometimes I contact people from my home group and meeting from the meetings and I say, Hey, you know, how's it going? And, and, uh, I, uh, there's a meeting that's not very far from me and I may try to go, you know, just because I'm not perfect and I could use a meeting. We could all use yeah, a meeting. And it just so. keeps you fresh to remember that that, that beast knows your address, meaning addiction and, knows your address. And if you're like, Oh, it's gone. And then you start leaving your doors unlocked. Right. Then it gives room for seven more to come back. That's right. Well, I'm so glad that you that you're being transparent and vulnerable for the sake of others and for yourself because there's no growth without vulnerability. And I'm, you know, and I know that you've learned so much through just this journey that will follow you in your your other challenges in life. Because to be alive is to have challenges, right? Absolutely. So let's just wrap up here. We're going to pray and then we're going to close out. Thank you, Lena, so right. much. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Father. We we pray that your word says that you set the captives free. And indeed, addiction is bondage. Addiction is bondage, whether it's pornography, whether it's drugs, whether it's relationships, whether it's food. Father, you called us to be a free people. That's why your son came, he lived, he died, and he rose again so that we could indeed be overcomers in and through him. We thank you in the mighty name of your son, we pray. Hallelujah. All right, Lena. Well, this concludes today's episode of Overcoming Daily with Hannah Johnson. Until next time, have an overcomer day. I am cheering for you. Shalom.